Hey, hey, hey! Exciting news! Do you ever look in the mirror or at a photograph of yourself or put on some clothes? Or rather, don't put on some clothes because the clothes you really want to wear are hanging in the cupboard or buried in some bag at the back of the cupboard and your heart sort of sinks and you think... I know, I know I need to do different things. I know I need to do something different to lose the weight, to get healthy, to do all the stuff I want to get to, to what Dr. Alina calls healthy, amazing you. And yet somehow I can't do it. You, my friend, have what is called a doing gap. It's not a knowledge gap. It's a doing gap because you're busy and you've got other stuff going on. So the Radiate and Renew program starting, drum roll please, next week, we're kicking off on Tuesday next week. It's super exciting. You will learn to do four small but mighty habits that you are going to enjoy and it's going to be easy. Now the idea of this, there's two ideas behind it. Number one, you do the habits, in a year's time you've still got the habits and they really have moved the needle. You know, you're really doing things slightly differently. But also, once you start doing things differently, you realise that you can carry on doing things differently. And so you might decide, hey, I'm going to do the reboot or I'm going to do something else and I'm really going to get to the bottom of this goal. I'm going to reach my goal. So if you are interested, if you'd like some help and support, Radiate and Renew starts on Tuesday. I will leave the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the Fit and Fabulous podcast with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick, healthy living for families made easy. I invite you to sign up for my free easy family health boost for a week from September the 21st. Together, we'll be making small but mighty changes that will kickstart your family transformation. Find out more at drorlina.com slash easy family health boost. That's drorlina.com slash easy family health boost with a dash in between easy family health boost. Now on with today's show. Hello and welcome to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Kerrick. How are you feeling today? I hope that you are feeling fit and fabulous. I am definitely feeling fit and fabulous. It is beginning of autumn, the end of summer now, and I can see that my early morning swims in the sea are coming to an end. The days are definitely numbered. It was quite dark this morning when I set out, and I set out with that feeling of, what on earth am I doing? But the sea was beautiful, and it was all worth it in the end. However, next week, my kids are going back to school, so I won't be able to go so early in the morning. But the good news is that I will have more time to work and work on projects. So the first project that I am working on is the Easy Family Health Boost. And I hope that you will come and join us. It is just a really simple exercise to think of some really easy, simple changes that you can make to your family living so that you can get into healthier habits. And we can all get into healthier habits and it can always be easy and fun. My motto is about easy and fun. So today I'm super excited to welcome an old friend of mine. We go back years and years to university and days when we were both junior doctors in the United Kingdom. And the reason I have invited my friend Chinti on is because she has had her own transformation. 
as I say, it's all about habits. So on one level, you can, it's very easy to be in bad habits that aren't serving you. And on another level, it's also really easy to get into good habits that are serving you. And that's where the gold dust happens, where life just happens on automation, where you are fit and fabulous, leading your healthy life without thinking about it because everything is just a habit. The issue is getting from A to B. How do you make those changes such that they are sustainable? And I think one really interesting thing is to listen to people who have made those changes. Now, obviously, you don't have to make exactly the same changes as they do, but it's just about what inspired them and what kept them going such that they're out the other end and now loving their healthy, fit and fabulous life and actually enjoying it far more than when they were stuck in these unhealthy habits. So I would also like to say that if you do need some help, if you're looking for coaching to make these kind of changes, I now have, now that my children are going back to school, I have three places for one-on-one clients. And if you're interested, just reach out, email me at orlina at drorlina.com and we will set up a time to chat to see if we're a good fit and see if we want to take it further. Okay, so welcome, Chinti. I am super, super excited today because I have a really dear old friend who I haven't seen in absolutely years, and she is going to come and chat to us about her amazing and inspirational story. So, Chinti, hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. So nice to see you. It is so nice to see you too. Do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit and tell people who you are and what you do? I'm uh, Chinti Suranimala. I'm now 43 years old and I've known uh, Orlina, uh, we were at university together in Bristol. Uh, I'm a doctor by profession. I work as an assistant surgeon and in uh, the cardiac theatre here in Sri Lanka. I remember years and years ago, we used to hang around in the children's hospital mess at lunchtime. I don't know, what were we doing then? Presumably, we were checking our list of jobs that we needed to do. <laughs> jobs to do and eating in the mess. I yeah, mean. exactly. Today, Chinti is going to share her really emo- um, inspiring story. And I think, you know, I was saying to you before we started recording that I don't look back and think of you as somebody who was overweight. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that time when you put on weight, which I think was after we knew each other and what happened in that time? I had a weight issue when I was growing up. I remember that because I was always considered very um, chubby in school. And I remember being called like fatty and names like that, like as kids do when you're growing up. Um, and then when I came to university, by then I had, I, I was a normal weight. I wasn't overweight as such. But after finishing uni and starting work, And then especially after I moved back to Sri Lanka, I did put on a lot of weight. I would have probably been about 75 kilos when I got married, which was in 2009. And then it progressively went up and I was close to 90 kilos for a good few years from, say, 2009 till about 2013. Goodness. And do you you know... What accounted for that weight gain? I think I was just, I mean, I'm someone who has always loved my food. I still love my food. And I used to just enjoy eating. And I didn't feel the need to exercise all that much or go to the gym. So I think I just 
I was happy. I used to just go out and eat and drink a lot as well. And you so have, I think it just kind of added on, you and, know, piled on. Two small. You have two small children. Uh, yes. Yeah, so now I did. I didn't have children at that time. So 2009, when I got married, and I didn't conceive for a long time. And I do remember when I went to the doctor, I had polycystic ovaries, and they did tell me that if I lost weight, that would be a huge thing. But of course, I was quite stubborn at the time. So I got annoyed rather than taking that as a positive, you know, I should try and lose weight. But that was also an issue, I think, which strangely, after I lost weight, the scan had no polycystic ovaries, like all of that. So that's when I realized the the benefits to losing weight, like the health benefits that you can physically see are huge. So take us back a little bit. What happened such that you made this decision, okay, I need to lose weight. It was probably, it was 2013. Uh, we went for a friend's wedding and someone took some photographs. And I specifically remember seeing that photograph of myself and just thinking, my gosh, I have really put on. And I was probably close to 90 kilos at the time. And then I started looking at, um, I joined maybe on Instagram or Facebook at that time. I can't remember exactly what it was there was a weight loss transformation page and I saw I remember seeing a picture of a lady who had lost weight uh, and she said something like and it's some it just clicked in me said something like she couldn't she couldn't do anything with her young child like she couldn't even run behind her her little little girl and that's when she realized she had to lose weight and It just somehow made me think, you know, if she can do it and so many people can do it, I can do it. And I just decided that I was going to just do it. And now Um, you are sharing your story and inspiring other people to do the same. I hope. I really hope. Because I think we see a lot of people having lost weight, like on these, you know, transformation groups. But sometimes people think, oh, it could be Photoshop. So I know people think that and they think it's not real. But I mean, there are people who've done it, who've lost like so much weight and kept it off. And I think the, the key is sticking to it and doing it and then just sticking to it and keeping it off because I remember reading something about you know when they started this biggest loser show and they said a lot of people who are very overweight who lose weight the body finds it really hard to maintain so you have to keep at it but if you can keep at it for six years then you've pretty much done it so it's now been just over six years that I lost the weight so that's why I was very happy that this year was absolutely huge congratulations it is an amazing feat to to keep that up so what was what were some of the changes you made so you're standing there thinking okay I need to lose weight and it must feel like quite a daunting prospect for you what did you decide to do first I researched um, different different because I was someone who had tried all these various yo-yo diets like the at that time I think there was a cabbage soup diet the GM diet the you name it I had tried all these little little things and nothing really worked for me so I needed something that I could do with my everyday life plus exercise that I could sort of incorporate into it but I was so heavy that I knew it would be dangerous for me to suddenly jump into into anything So I started slowly, very slowly. So firstly, I changed my diet. So I drastically cut down um, what I ate. 
for example, in the morning, I would just have like a boiled egg and a slice of toast. And I would drink a glass of, and I try to exercise for one hour at least every day. So at that time, because we didn't have kids, it was very easy. I would get up in the morning and either go for a, a brisk walk. And I found initially that I couldn't even walk for like 10 minutes brisk, you know, a brisk walk without being breathless. And then I slowly started swimming because I felt that was easier, easier for me. So I would do that uh, between six and seven in the morning after just the glass of juice, no breakfast. Then I would come back and have this, you know, relatively small breakfast. Then I would have sometimes a snack at 10 o'clock the days I was not in theater. And if not lunch, I cut down my carbs by quite a bit because here in Sri Lanka, we eat a lot of rice with the curries. And when they say rice, it's like a small bowl full of, of rice. So I just had two tablespoons. I used to give myself just two tablespoons and lots and lots, like a cup each of vegetables. Dinner, I used to eat early and I start, I read a lot about intermittent fasting and I found that really worked for me. So then I used to have an early dinner around five or six o'clock. Again, I would have no carbs. I would just have either boiled piece of chicken or boiled fish or grilled with just boiled carrots or uh, beans, broccoli, whatever, whatever I felt like. Oh, and I would alternate that with uh, either a salad and something. So either a soup salad or I remember boiled chicken or fish and veg. How did it feel to you right at that beginning when, you know, you've been used to eating lots and being quite sedentary and then you think, right, I'm going to change my life. Like, was it easy or was it difficult or what kept you going? Um, I think the fact that I started seeing the weight loss quite early on just kept pushing me. It wasn't easy and especially because we used to go out a lot. So I actually stopped going out. I remember for three months, I went out for dinner once. And at that time, I had a salad. I remember that so well. Uh, oh, the other thing that motivated me was so the day I told my colleague at work that I was going to do this. And it's always been a standard joke, coaching to trying to lose weight. Ha, ha, ha. And I remember telling this guy, um, so this time I'm definitely going to do, lose it. I plan to lose 15 kilos because my target was five kilos a month. Um, I'm going to do it. And he laughed so much that he dropped. He was retracting something at the time. He dropped the retractor then and there. And I thought, no, definitely. So that pushed me to like to definitely do it. And my boss at the time had also lost a lot of weight. Um, I worked with an Indian surgeon. So he was 103 kilos when he came to Sri Lanka. And he had also lost weight. So it, it just felt like a realistic um you know, target when people around me were doing it. And if they can all do it, I can do it. Happiness. So at work, I was motivated with those two um, reasons. A slightly mean motivation, I think. But yes, I know. But I think it works for like stubborn people who, you know, when someone tells you that they think you can't do it and then you kind of want to prove them wrong, but you are doing yourself a favor, really. Absolutely. And how did it feel changing your social life so much? Um, that, that was hard, but I knew that I could just get back to it in three months. It's only three months. And that's what I tell a lot of my friends who want to lose weight. They're like, oh, but I can't, I, I can't, I can't. But you just have to think it's just, you know, three months from the rest of your life is really nothing. It's just three months of working really hard. 
because once you pass that sort of 10 kilo mark then it becomes easier but so when i think went, it's the initial thing and when you went back after three months presumably you didn't go back to exactly how you were before so when you socialized how did that change um, I definitely started eating differently because I started logging. To, so to start with, the, I used my fitness pal and I logged everything I ate. And then I realized how much rubbish we eat. But, you know, we just think, oh, I'll have that small piece of this and I'll have a bit of that and a bit of that. And it just kept adding on and adding on. So then I myself started to not want to eat certain things because I didn't want, I just wanted good calories and I didn't want all those excess little bits that I knew would take so much to burn off. I realized how much that, you know, a small piece of this would take for me to burn, to burn off, um, you know, during my run and things. Yeah, it is interesting when you look at calories and think about like when I teach people how to lose weight, I don't teach them how to count calories. But I do think it's really interesting that when you, for example, swim for half an hour or run for half an hour and you think, oh, wow, I've burnt off an apple or two apples (laughs) and it's not actually very much. And so then when you reverse that, I think it's really interesting to think, goodness, you know, it actually has the opposite effect. It puts on a lot of weight that I now have to work hard to burn off. What about the following six years? How did you keep motivated? Do you think it was just that now it just becomes part of your life? Yeah, definitely. So initially after I lost that first, so in the first three months, I lost 16 and a half kilos. And after that, the rest I lost weight. Then I found it really hard when you hit that plateau. So then I just kept working at it and I remember Googling, you know, when you get onto a plateau, there are little different, different tricks people tell you to try and um, like kick up, kickstart your metabolism again and things. Um, And then it probably took me a good six months to lose the remainder. So in total, I lost 25 and then managed to keep that. So I would go, you'd go, you know, just with holidays, a few kilos here and there up and then. I'd get back on track again. So I think I then completely changed my lifestyle. So I still eat early. I still do my um, at least 14 hours fasting a day. And I try not to have, have carbs at night. But now it's become a lifestyle change. So that's how I, you know, eat every day. Little reduced carbs, more vegetables. And then um, in 2014, I became vegan which that was for ethical reasons. But that, I think, helps because there are so many things around me that I don't eat because I'm vegan. So that makes it easier for me, I think, like the chocolates and the cakes and the ice creams and all those things I don't. Because we don't have much vegan um, dessert options in Sri Lanka. Yes, no, I hear that. In Spain, we don't have very much of those huge, great variety that's available in the UK. So I think what I really want people to hear about your amazing story is that now you just do healthy living without thinking and it's just easy. Does that sound about right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And may I ask you how much you weigh now? So now I'm about 64. So I have between 64 and 65. And when I had the when I had the baby in 2017, I went up to 78. And it was actually with lockdown that I managed to lose the last few because I had got stuck at about 60 and I lost the first 10 kilos. 
and then I struggled with the last few and then I managed to lose it this time. So what message would you give people who are standing back where you were standing and you know they know that they want to lose weight for whatever reason it might be health reasons it might be just how they look and how they feel what would you say to them I would say do not give up and do not think that you can't do it because you can you just have to focus for the first just tell yourself the initial bit is just a few months and just work hard for those few months and once you do it it's just you'll just look back and you will feel so much better about just just so much better and healthier and you know like with me i realized 25 kilos is like a suitcase that you'd carry to the airport and why was i doing that to my body just like carrying you know that extra weight and walking around um so, so just have, you just have to be it's a like it's like two and a half one year olds that you're carrying yeah, around <laughs> carrying around and i think if i hadn't done it by now like i have a family history of diabetes and you know i would have definitely had diabetes and heart disease and so many other complications by now and joint pains and you know and now i can run i can run around with my kids i couldn't have, i wouldn't have been able to do any of that if i had stayed at 90 kilos that's fabulous and i think so, another yeah. big piece of the story as well is that yes as you say you have so many benefits for yourself you feel better you've got movement but also i think there's a knock on effect to your children so you know do you see yourself teaching them healthy habits now most definitely so in fact they eat very little sweets because i wasn't even my pediatrician anyway did say not to uh, introduce too many sweets at an early age and here we live in a society where it's all about like you know adults and grandparents wanting to feed sweets to the kids but because we don't eat so much chocolates and sweets even the kids don't um, i hear them saying they eat a lot of fruit i hear them picking fruits over chocolates and sweets which makes me so much happier to see that and they eat a lot of vegetables they like their salads and i think since they mirror themselves on us anyway and they see us eating healthily they themselves you know but I like to do that. Exactly. I think the best way to teach children healthy eating is to demonstrate healthy eating. And part of it is yes, what you present to them, but part of it is absolutely they copy what parents do and when they see you eating vegetables, they may not eat vegetables straight away, but they will grow up in an environment where eating vegetables where is they'd... just normal. Yeah, that's true. Fabulous. Chinti, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your inspiring story. Thank you for having me. So thank you. Thank you so much Chinti for taking time out of your busy schedule. She told me she'd just finished surgery and she managed to squeeze me in. Thank you so much. And if any of you are listening to this and think wow, I feel inspired. Now is the time. I want to lose weight. I want to create healthy habits so that life is easy and I want my kids to also grow up and be healthy and feel fit and fabulous. Then feel free to contact me if you would like some help. and i work with one on one clients i also do some group work but right now i have spaces for my one on one clients so feel free to contact me at orlina@drorlina.com you can drop me an email that's o r l e n a and we can set up a time to chat to see if we are a good fit and i would love to help you so thank you and see you next week bye bye 
you for listening. If you found the podcast helpful, I really appreciate it if you share it with any of your friends who are interested, which helps me to get the word out. And just a reminder, if you want to sign up to the Healthy Family Eating Systems, where I explain how easy my system is for providing healthy foods for my family, you can grab that at drorlina.com healthy family meal plan with a little dash in between. And if you're interested in my new program, Fit and Fabulous Family, it's launching in August. Please email me at orlina at drorlina.com to arrange a time to chat. Thank you so much and have an amazing week. I will be back again next week. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope that you found it useful. If you did, please remember to share it with somebody else who might find it useful because the more people I can reach, the more people I can inspire to lead healthy lives. Now, just a reminder, you're welcome to come and join the Easy Family Health Boost, which is starting on September the 21st. And it's about making small habits, small but mighty changes that will kickstart your family transformation. You can find out more at drorlina.com, that's D-R-O-R-L-E-N-A dot com slash easy family health boost. Or if you just manage to make it to my website, you will find it advertised there. Have a fabulous week and I will be back next week. Goodbye.